Do not adjust your frequency. This is a message from the resistance. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh. do that again. Why did you pause it? Why did you pause? <clears throat> Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to an organised fun mini-sode where we're going to be talking about Kickstarter. Now, I'm going to start by just changing the format slightly. If you remember in our mini-sode on expansions, I said I was going to carry over the stuff from the mini-sodes into the mini-sodes and the stuff from the main episodes into the main episodes. But it's been so long since we've done a mini-sode, if we were carrying anything over, then people would have been waiting fucking months for it. So I'm just going to carry over everything into everything. So if you remember, we were discussing uh, what the Fog of Love box looked like and Patrick said it looked like the box for a game called Codenames so I actually saw Codenames in John Lewis at the weekend and I took a picture of the box so and obviously I'll post it but yeah it does yeah is it made by the same people no I don't think so in fact no I can see on the box no but it does look very same you know it's silhouettes of a man and a woman and they look like spies so there you go I was right it looks like spies now I said also that we'd uh, look up a bit about R.A. Montgomery in the Choose Your Own Adventure book series, right? Um, him and his missus were responsible for publishing the like the first set of Choose Your Own Adventure books. Ah. And there were 184 wow, books that's a lot. in the series. Wow. How many do you think he wrote out of 184? Mm-hmm. 181? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he wrote 32 of them. Oh, well, that's good of him. But House of Danger is not the first one in the series. It's number 15. Ah. The first one in the series is called The Cave of Time. But yeah, so quite a prolific uh, author there. So plenty of scope for them to turn other ones into games, I think. Um, I also found out what a reverse phone book was. Okay. What, just a normal phone book? Yeah, you remember in the House of Danger intro, he looked yeah. up the number. So, you know, like a normal phone book where you look yeah. up someone's name and it tells you their number. Yeah, you look up the number and it tells you their name. Yeah. It's just, so it's just it's a normal phone book. You're just reading it a different way. It's just backwards. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, so the index would be numbers rather than surnames, yeah. Yeah. That's clever. Yeah. There you go. Reverse phone book. Also, um, we have had some listeners from Canada. Hooray. So, hi to our Canadian listeners. Too bad you don't have your own language, otherwise I would have learned how to say hi to you in your own language. Sorry. Sorry, Canada. Shuffle your destiny. Uh, Right. Anyway, so we're talking about Kickstarter today. um, And this is based on something that I I read about, which I'll come on to in a moment. Um, But it struck me that actually neither of us have ever used Kickstarter or know anything about it, really. So... I got an expert. Yesterday I phoned Patrick, who uses Kickstarter quite a lot, and spoke to him about it. So I'm going to play that interview now. Beep! Hi, Patrick. Hello. (laughs) Um, Right, so yeah, me and Mark are talking about Kickstarter, but we've kind of realised that none of us have actually used it. So you you are the expert on Kickstarter. Okay. Um, just talk about, you've got, you've, you've backed loads of games, haven't you? Yeah, uh, five, I think. Cool. Tell us, tell us about the process. Uh, okay, so, uh, usually how it starts is you, I don't know, you, you hear that there's this thing called Kickstarter and you, that there are projects that people want to get funded and you can contribute by pledging money and, and sort of being a part of that and getting something at the end. Uh, and when it comes to board games, um, there are, uh, I mean, there are, there's lots to, lots of projects to look at, lots of people are, are doing some really cool stuff. Um, and 
uh, it can be a nice way of um, backing a project that you think is really cool, uh, and then hopefully you know getting the getting the finished product at the end of it. Um, How do you and- find out about? Projects? Do you like go onto Kickstarter and just trawl through, or do you get notified? Yeah, I just sort by um, kind of uh, tabletop games, and uh, it, it usually shows you the the most popular ones first. Um, and it's it's usually very obvious which ones will get funded and which ones will not. Right. Um, uh, and I think it kind of brings me to the first point. Uh, that I, I guess I don't like about Kickstarter is that there are lots of uh, game companies like Cool Mini or Not, uh, for example, that did Zombicide, um, yeah, and a couple of others. Um, they there are there are companies like uh, them that are that are actually well established, but they use um, Kickstarter as a as a platform for. Well, it's it's <laughs> funny you should mention that because that is the whole reason that Kickstarter is on my list of minisodes because yeah. this this problem offends me. Um, you know, what is it? Forbidden Island yes. and Forbidden Desert. Mm-hmm. So there's the third one, Forbidden Sky, right? But yeah. that was done on Kickstarter, even though the first two were like made by an established yeah. company, by an established game designer, Matt Leacock. So why does he need to, to use something that should be for... <coughs> independent game designers or for like individual ones yeah that's a very good question because I, I don't know I, these days game designers see it as a, a way of um sort of getting people caught up in in hype and then they can generate a lot of uh, a lot of income that way yeah. lots of people commit to um to getting the kickstarter version of the game which usually comes with various little extras and stuff um and i guess it's just seen you know it's obviously seen as a good business model um but it is annoying because you think you sort of feel sorry for all those people that that have never done it before and genuinely have a good idea and want to yeah because people are people i don't know if you've only got i don't know one one pledge in you you're automatically going to gravitate to something that is more well known or that is made by a by like a name that you recognize and then yeah some independent dude with a really good idea isn't going to get that pledge off you no not at all um and uh, well, the other problem is that often you can see a project that has lots of uh, lots of pledges. It's very popular, um, usually because it's very ambitious, and it falls through, and then you don't get anything. And you, with board games, you can pay anything up to you know over a hundred pounds. Um, yeah, if you if you pledge some money and the project doesn't go through, do you get that money back? No. Oh, that, that money is what? gone. Because often what happens. People uh, will sort of come up with a, a very neat sounding idea and maybe they have a prototype um, that looks very convincing and uh, people will pledge a lot of money and then for whatever reason it won't come to fruition. Maybe, well, usually because uh, the people developing these things just spent all the money. Hmm. So the money is gone. Um, right. But they don't have anything to show for it, and they, there's nothing to ship out to the backers. So, um, so yeah, hang on. Anything. If I wanted to just make a quick buck, right, I could put some shitty project on Kickstarter, somehow convince a load of people to pledge me hundreds and hundreds of pounds, and then just be like, oh, sorry, didn't didn't happen, thanks for all your money. I mean... Yeah. How is that legal? Uh, How is that allowed? Well, I, I mean, I guess it's not really that... Um, I've never really followed through with a project that's collapsed. I mean, there are lots of them, um, especially more on the tech side of things. Yeah. Um, 
sort of people promise, um, you know, like cool drones or something like that. that like a that fucking just... cyborg, like in um, <laughs> Star Trek or some shit. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, actually, one so one board game example I do know of is the Terminator board game. Right. Um, there was basically a, a yeah Terminator board game with all the kind of cool miniatures, much like the Aliens and uh, Predator mm. um, game. Um, looked very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and that was like, at least eighty quid or something to back like the basic uh, basic tier. Yeah. And uh, lots of people did. It was very popular and did it bomb? Recently collapsed. Yeah, bombed. And the blokes just kind of spent all the money basically and absconded. Um, and I don't know Because surely there must be a lot of angry people yeah. I mean, is there anything they can do legally to get that money back? Or is it all in the small know. print, the terms and conditions Like, sorry, well, I think you're screwed Kickstarter make make a point of saying Look, we're not responsible So I assume the person uh, there is There is some liability on, on the part of the person That kind of That, uh, that created the project But Yeah Kickstarter themselves have they they have nothing to do with it, um, so they stay out of it. So you just got lots of angry people posting on the, the kind of comment section of a project, and you know there's nowhere nowhere else to vent to really. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, uh, so again, another another downside of Kickstarter. Yeah. Well, so I was going to my next point. I was going to ask you is you know the benefits and the drawbacks. I imagine the benefits is you might get a gem of something that you would never normally have picked up on. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, there are, there are gems, uh, and there's a chance to to kind of help someone get started in in developing board games. Mm. Um, and now with the the, kind of the ease of sort of just contacting a printing company in in the far east and um sending them designs to print out and send back to you as finished boards and cards and things yeah uh, i think that makes it very easy for any anyone to just kind of have a go yeah um are you are you ever been tempted uh no i don't have i've <laughs> never had a good idea i suppose um but oh, i think it would be quite fun to try um but it's, it's a big commitment i think um yeah. And you never know how it's going to go. No. Um, I think, yeah, I, I'm struggling to think of the real benefits of Kickstarter because I think what it started out as way back when uh, is not what it's become. Um, no. Because it, realistically, it's not for people that just sort of fancy, at least not in, t- in terms of board games. It's, no. It's almost uh, like, you know, when you have a baby and then when it gets to around 13, it suddenly becomes really ugly and like a twat. <laughs> yeah. Then and you can never get that back. No. You start with that ugly twat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think now, yeah, Kickstarter is not, not what it could be and not what it was intended to be. Um, mm. So it's just sort of another way of buying board games. Yeah. Um, effectively. Except you have to wait a long time. Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, like... Okay, I get very annoyed by the fact... And this, again, is an insight into my horrific life. (laughs) Um, I get very annoyed with, like, online things like Netflix and such because I worry that people will stop making physical copies of things that I can have on my shelves, that I can touch and look at and things. Um, you know, and there's also this horrible nagging sort of feeling that what if Kickstarter becomes the norm? What if, you know, big game yeah. companies die out, essentially, because everyone is just crowdfunding? And people will realise that actually 
it probably is cheaper and easier to do it that way. If you've got a genuinely good idea, you just have all the peons pay your money for you. Yeah, I mean, totally. And it's just another way that uh, the internet can destroy high street game shops. Yeah. Which, when you kind of want to go and pick up a box and have a look at it and go, you know what, this looks really fun. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a shame, really. Um, it's difficult as well, isn't it? Because, you know, there have been some amazing gems. Um, so our Cards Against Humanity episode just came out and Cassie was saying that that was actually start. you know, that was crowdfunded. True. Yes. And that's massive now. That is, yeah, yeah. So... Well, I think, again, that was one of the early successes. Yes, what, before Kickstarter successes. got ugly and a twat. <laughs> yeah. Before the Kickstarter when baby. And on and think they can, uh, yeah, basically get something for nothing in terms of... Yeah. ...sort of publicity for a, a product that maybe isn't great, but sort of get people um, excited about it yeah. by having all these sort of stretch goals and you know like us on facebook and you know if we get a thousand likes we'll do a new board or something and (laughs) you'll get that as well and yeah i think it's very easy to get caught up in it absolutely Um, definitely and i think people would do that i mean as i was saying in our expansions minisode like I generally um, of the opinion that I have to buy every expansion, you know, for a game that I own. And I, I believe on the poll, you voted for that same choice, I think, if I remember rightly. Uh, quite <laughs> but I guess there are people that will see all these stretch goals and will think, well, you know, I, I need all the alternate versions or I need all the... Because um, quite a common one that I see is, like, the basic version just has, like, counters or whatever, and then one of the stretch goals will be you get plastic figures instead, and, you know, yeah. someone will be thinking, yes. well, shit, I don't want the pleb version without the plastic figures, so <laughs> I'll whack another 50 quid on or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> sort of get uh, Kickstarter-exclusive things as well, and yeah, you know, just another way of kind of... Encouraging people to, to pledge the money then and, and get it first rather than waiting till it's in shops. So, um, yeah, I'm not not completely convinced by all that. No. Um, I, I would, yeah, I, I usually I would try to buy, if it was a game I liked, I'd probably buy all the um, all the extras and add-ons. But with, with Kickstarter, there can be so many of just, oh, instead of, yeah, you know, little heart tokens, cardboard, we made them yeah, plastic, plastic or cards, little sort of, gems or whatever yeah and it's sort of okay for extra 20 quid you know I, I don't really care it doesn't add anything no. really in terms of gameplay you know it might look a bit cooler but really you know is it worth it yeah um, that's sort of more what they do in terms of add-ons it's rather than here's a load of new cards yeah absolutely right well I'm going to ask you one last question mm-hmm. of have you right? You said you you um, have got what five or so games off Kickstarter. Yeah, five games. Yeah. Are there any of those that you kind of regret? You know, like when you get it, is it not quite what the the Kickstarter page kind of made it out to be? Uh, short answer: Yes. Oh. Long answer: One of the main problems I have is the length of time between you deciding oh that looks great i'd like to play that game yeah and it actually turning up on your doorstep what sort of time frame are we looking at what what have you uh, had to deal with max two years fuck me uh, <laughs> can you even remember does it just turn up and you're like what the hell's this well, yeah pretty much <laughs> uh, it went to the wrong address because initially because i'd moved uh, yeah kind of got on with my life Oh my god, that's... Wait, hang on, pause. That is a great, like, premise for a movie or a game. Like, someone backs something on Kickstarter, right? 
and then yeah. they die, and then like two years later, <laughs> just the mysterious package so, gets so. delivered to their next of kin, and it's like, yeah, I mean, ooh. Uh, <laughs> I can guarantee that has happened because yeah, it must have. You know, the num- so many people have bought things on on Kickstarter that it just has to have happened. Mm. And you're just like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Wow, it's weird. So, for example, uh, for uh, a game called uh, The Edge Dawnfall um, that you've played, actually, at, uh, is that the one with the first... big, stupid, horrible monster that we couldn't kill? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Oh no! Wait, no. Sorry, that was that's Dark Souls. No, uh, Dawnfall's the the one where it was you versus me, and we was had it, different factions. You were the tree and people, was, and I was the yes. yes, yes, yes. Oh, I liked that. So that's good. I like that game. But the problem is that was the one that sort of took. Uh, it seemed it was yeah two years yeah. from you know paying the money to it turning up, and it, luckily it turned out okay. Right. <laughs> basically, they hadn't finalized the game design when the pledge had ended oh so all so wait how did they pitch it though how did they manage to get it funded by just saying oh it's gonna be something a little bit like this but we're not sure no they they pitched it as this is how it's going to work oh okay um but then it just kept spiraling out of control of like oh well we we added this and then that meant that this mechanic wouldn't work so we had to change the whole way that cards worked and oh and then we decided to make it a campaign so it's going to take us another half a year to write all that oh and bloody hell it and so luckily it turned out and it, it, okay and it was it, it's a good game and it's good fun and it's got lots of replayability but it's it wasn't exactly what you know a lot of people signed up for um and it took a long time for them to deliver it um which is is a common theme because yeah often these things aren't fully developed and by the time they are you know one one thing that always seems to happen is chinese new year always seems to <laughs> kind of fall fucking exactly. chinese new year well, <laughs> but it, it's a real problem because it's quite a long holiday and it's quite disruptive because it means that all the factories close everything just kind of stops yeah so uh Often when these these projects overrun and they they kind of a lot of them sort of try to end so that they'll be ready for kind of Christmas and stuff they fit in with sort of more standard retail patterns yeah uh, but then they run over so they run over to the beginning of the new year they run over to sort of uh, January February time of the Chinese New Year um, and then it gets delayed further because the boards don't get made or whatever they don't get shipped out um, and it's just there are always problems yeah and it always takes way longer than you know the the projects envisage gutted it's very annoying yeah oh i'm gonna write right i know i said that was gonna be the last question but yeah i'm gonna turn the tables usually when after we've played a game we ask mark this question but i'm gonna ask you patrick mm. kickstarter yeah. is it a win or not uh it's not a win for me oh anymore. oh have you given up on it have you abandoned i have I've, you've I've, kicked the kickstarter yeah Kickstarter, I've stopped looking on it just so I don't see games. Yeah. I think the the, the final nail in the coffin was when uh, you said you'd spotted Dark Souls in Rules of Play in Cardiff. Yes. Um, before I'd got my yes. Kickstarter game. Well, I think that's the way to see it. I think if, it, if, if a game is meant to be, it will find its way to a shop, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you'll see it, and you'll go, "Oh, that looks good." Yeah, you'll play that, and you get it. And that's, yeah, that's how it should work. Definitely. All right. But anyway, well, 
Thank you for your expert opinions on Kickstarter. <laughs> That's all right. Otherwise, uh, it would have just been me and Mark talking for about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, no, it would have been me talking for two minutes, and Mark at the end will probably just go, I don't really know. Don't yet. Like and then I'll mentioned. play the ending music, play the ending jingle. That's it. <laughs> That's great. Thank you for having me. Oh, no worries. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, I don't know. What did I say? Thanks for your expert opinion. We'll speak to you again soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Right, after hearing that expert breakdown, what are your thoughts? Me? <laughs> yeah. Well, you what? heard my thoughts on the Yeah, interview. well, I don't... Well, I've never used it, and I don't... Really, that's... I was learning all about it then. Is that so because, I don't really have any thoughts on it. Have you never used it because, A, you haven't known about it, B, you haven't been bothered about it, or C, you've actively been prejudiced against it? No, I... It's a, B, B or C? B. B. I have no interest in it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so there's no point asking me. <laughs> Fine. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it doesn't sound... Just if you want a game, just go and buy it in a shop. Yeah. Unless it's something that you really want, like, bespoke, mm. specifically. Ooh, bespoke. Ooh. But otherwise, yeah, it'll be in the shop, won't it? The successful ones end up in the shops. How do you feel Done. about what we were talking about, about, like, established game designers using it as an easy way to get their games made? rather than independent people. Um, I don't really care if you want a game that much. doesn't really matter how it gets there, does it? Okay. I'm not making the games. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay. Good. Well, Mark's been Well, you said I'm helpful. supposed to be a hater, so... You are supposed to be a hater. That's absolutely right. You are. You're sticking to that role admirably today. Spontaneity is key. Um... Anything new happening with your podcast? No, don't ask that. Cut that out. Why? Because it's a Minnesota. You can ask it than the other ones. <laughs> okay, I'll cut that out. No, you better. Okay. All right, then. Well, do you want to know something exciting? Okay. I reckon very soon we'll be playing our epic drinking flux. Oh, no. Well, maybe you want to ask people what they think of Kickstarter and what is their favourite Kickstarter game or what have they bought from Kickstarter. Yes. Hello, listeners. Let's do that. What, tell us your... Get in touch. Oh, have um, you made a game on Kickstarter? Yes. That would be good. Have you no. bought anything on Kickstarter? Did it live up to what you thought it would, what it was pitched on Kickstarter? You can leave messages on our Facebook page. Just search Organise Fun. Look forward to hearing from you. And there's probably other things other than Kickstarter, isn't there? There's millions of those kind of things. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, all right. So just let's not... Oh, yeah, no. Let's not be racist against Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah, um, crowdfunding. crowdfunding. Yeah. Anything that you've crowdfunded, be it successful or unsuccessful, please let us know. Actually, no, nothing, like, not anything. I don't give a like, shit if it's like hair straight like, board yeah. games, please. Didn't um, isn't it like on GoFundMe or something? Didn't like the flat earthers like oh, aren't they no. um, go funding like a rocket to go up into space or something? I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> no, I did. I heard they are. They like <clears throat> they're raising like a million dollars to. Send someone up into space. I'm going to write flat Earth. That's GoFundMe, which is a bit different. Well, yeah, I don't know still, if, don't know still, if there's still, games on GoFundMe. Still crowdfunding, yeah. isn't it? And okay. I've got like a lot of it already. 
and there's somebody no, really? that does it. Oh, I can't remember well, who no, it actually, is. No, that's probably why, though, because all the real people are going to donate them a bit of money just so they can fly up there and hopefully not no, come back, right? there's a rapper that's like... It might be like R. Kelly or someone that's so, like... Sounds like something I don't R. Know. Kelly would do. <laughs> Puff Daddy or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Anyway. Right. Well, I've been Phil. <laughs> I have been Mark. And remember... <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. Wingardium Leviosa. Non relinquimin arco perculo. Perculo. There we go. Bye. Normal service will now resume. Good night. <laughs>